0: The year is 2020. Wasteland and Field of Ruin have destroyed our mana bases. There is but one solution, one way to save the metagame. Brave souls working for the benefit of us all. Welcome to the Astro Lab. hello and welcome again to the astrolab the only podcast on the internet that everyone seems to want to ban only because we draw too many cards and make good mana i'm your one of your co-hosts joe dyer and with me as always is scott campbell how you doing tonight scott
1: i'm okay joe uh, you know we were thinking about topics for today as far as what to talk about and i have a radical idea let's talk about jumpstart
0: sounds good to me you know? Wink, wink. <laughs> Radical
1: idea. Jump start. Uh, yeah, that was that was, just, that was
0: bad. That was bad.
1: <laughs> that, that's just one of my standard jokes right now. <sighs> one, one of my standard jokes. Uh, but this set isn't good it, in standard. Uh, true. Thank goodness. <laughs> good lord. It's not in standard. Not in modern. Somehow it's not in pioneer. No. Uh, but somehow pioneer. it's 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 in historic.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that either, but okay. Uh, no. What have you been up to this past week, Scott? Uh, we've been a busy week for both of us, I think, but um, yeah. what have you been up to?
1: Well, outside of just work and trying to avoid uh, the, the pandemic and all that stuff, um, I was able to, thank goodness, uh, hit my mastery on Arena. I got to level 80. Uh, this past weekend, uh, and I'm like, you know, if I'm going to invest anything, even just time into this thing, uh, I'm, I'm going to at least try and do this. Now, I do notice that if you just grind, you can't get there ever. You have to actually buy in with money into Arena in order to do the mastery stuff. Um, but but still, I was able to get there. Uh, one of the weird decks I faced was a mono black deck in historic so i'm like you know what i'll play historic for some levels or whatever just to get my ex quote-unquote experience points up or whatever and this deck was playing all sorts of like discard and removal like as soon as i played something i knew they had it uh and they played um was it Frexian dreadnought
0: uh obliterator
1: Obliterator. Yeah, yeah Obliterator. not Dreadnought. Obliterator. Obliterator. So they played a fraction of Obliterator. I'm like, I'm, so they have removal, discarding this one creature. Oh, no, sir. Uh, here comes Golos. And then uh, they had a Chromatic Lantern, so all their lands tap for any color. So there's this mono-black lantern deck Yeah, that they can activate with Golos. So I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. I'm going to go play somebody else. Yeah, right.
0: That's, that's <laughs> it was nuts. pretty dumb. That's wild. But, uh...
1: But yeah, I'm ready for Corset 2021 to come out and uh, it, it'll be on arena uh, by the time people are listening to this podcast. So uh yeah, it'll be it'll be a way for me to get my magic fix on while all this other crap is going on. It there there's one store local to us that's doing like F and M's. They're doing like Pioneer and I have a Pioneer deck. Uh three guesses as to which archetype it is, folks. Don't. Um Oh wait. No. Yeah. Blue eye control. No. Hmm. <laughs> uh, let me see. Oh, yeah. Hey, surprise. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, I, I may go do that just yeah. to try it out to see, like, you know, my allergies have been roll bad lately too so Walking I, I don't know i'm
0: asking you're sneezing and hacking and stuff because you're allergies and they're all looking at you like oh my god are we dead <laughs> like, yeah it's like oh he's a
1: Frexian plague lord
0: <laughs> how about
1: that deep cut right wow. all these Phyrexians. Oh. um but but yeah man it, it's just you know one one day at a time i mean heck the year's half over already dude I know. it's crazy it's crazy. Yeah. But what have you been up to, man?
0: I've uh, been playing a little bit of Legacy on Moto. Um, just trying Sweetie. to get back into the swing of things uh, after being from back from my vacation. Uh, mm-hmm. So I picked up um, Winota Stompy. Uh, oh, boy. And have been playing that. And that tech is actually pretty hilarious and actually pretty good so far, I've found. Uh, okay. It's definitely really, really, really strong when it does its thing. Uh, and, like, if you can get off any amount of, like, Winota triggers, like, out of a single combat phase, like, you're generally winning the game. Wow. Uh, I mean, I had a game where I put in to play three Angres Marauders. <laughs> <laughs> and that gets... It's a, it's a little absurd. It is a little absurd, yeah. So, and it's so easy to enable Winota. It's, it's wild how easy it is. Because uh, mm-hmm. all the creatures kind of, like... Uh, do something that ana- kind of enable her, her to her trigger and it's really just wild that she doesn't have to attack to in order to utilize her trigger oh yeah so that's just strange like all you have to do is attack with a non-human and that's like really easy because uh, the, the deck plays like goblin rabble master and it plays uh, legion war boss and <laughs> right. you have like uh seasoned pyromancer to make elementals like so that you oh. can like draw some cards but also make some non-humans that you can attack with
1: right Uh, you can discard uh, unnecessary cards like if you don't need another uh uh, lock piece or prison piece yeah yeah
0: yeah. so this has been the first deck i've really played blood sun in that i've actually haven't hated my entire life about because i don't really like that card uh and i think it's just a unfortunate uh, aspect of the format right now of having to play it because Blood Moon isn't just that isn't really that good.
1: Yep, yeah, because okay. I mean our namesake card has not been banned,
0: right? But I I think also like this kind of deck you also don't want to play Blood Moon because you're playing plateaus and you need white to be able to cast um, Winota and so that's kind of awkward.
1: Uh, yeah, so... and and you don't want to put a Winota under. Um, a chromax, because then that's one less for you to 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 play in your deck. That so. depends.
0: Like if you have like two in your hand, like that's totally fine.
1: Oh sure, yeah. but like you yeah. know the the odds of that happening are
0: kind of slim. Yeah, I yeah, guess. yeah. I mean, usually like you're gonna stuff like a second like blood sun or something like that under it. But uh, right, but, unless
1: you you have like another white creature in the deck, like a thalia maybe Th- or something. Thalia.
0: There are two thalia in the deck. Okay, so. so yeah,
1: maybe if we do go to Blood Moon for that deck instead of Blood Sun, yeah. maybe increase the number of Thalia's. That way, yeah. you have a white card in Chromox to run out there.
0: I I do like the fact that it does draw you a card and it does at least like let your City of Traders stay stay around. And yes. still tap for two. Yeah, you know, so which is weird. Like, nice. it,
1: yeah, you put the other like a second City of Traders into play and. You know, you're not punished or whatever, right? It's
0: awkward with Cavern of Souls.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, very yeah, much yeah, so. <laughs> because, because
0: of the land losing all abilities. So if you play a Cavern of Souls after you have a Blood Sun in play, you don't get an yeah. opportunity to choose a creature type at all. Nope. Uh, it's sure. just
1: a it, it's, a, it's a, a waste yeah, of pretty a play.
0: Much. Well, it's still, the funny thing is it still has the abilities of tapping for colored mana, but they don't do yeah. anything because there was no linked creature type named.
1: Right, so, so you can only tap it for a colorless. Yeah, pretty
0: much. So, but the abilities are still there, which is hilarious. Like you click on the card in Moto, yeah. and you'll see like add add C, and then you'll see all of the abilities for add like a color. Right, and it's like, well, these abilities don't do anything, but it's hilarious that it would let you actually try and pick them if you wanted to. Like it just yeah. don't do anything. So, um, speaking
1: of speaking of Moto, did you hear the news about uh about your 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 boy your goblin?
0: Yeah, I saw about that about conspicuous snoop. Yeah, it's broken. Yeah. Uh, yep. Apparently, if you make at least twenty, uh, which is you know lethal in some cases, uh, it will um, break the game and it just like crashes. So, yeah, because from what
1: I hear, yeah, what I hear what happens is if you have enough goblins out there, like you said, twenty or or more, when you go to copy the harbinger, uh, all your tokens disappear. Cause Moto can't handle it.
0: Yeah, it has something to do with like that many effects in play that are copying yeah. abilities from the top of the library or something like that. It's really wild. It, so yeah, um, yeah. So th- I'm looking this... forward to hopefully that being fixed because I really want to try that card out.
1: Yeah, I I have a feeling that may go, at least the Moto route of Splinter Twin, where uh, or or Storm. I think it was Storm, maybe uh, maybe it was Splinter Twin too, but decks where you have to do a lot of clicking yeah a lot of those decks when it came down to testing for really big events back when we had paper events like a decade ago or whatever um those decks generally disappeared from metas online because people didn't want to spend time clicking on that stuff yeah I so it's hard I think to develop this, a sideboard strategy against them
0: i think this deck is actually a lot better at that um uh, mm-hmm. because all there's basically only like Two to three clicks, like you're basically just clicking on it and to picking a target, which is it itself. Yeah. And then you're just making a copy and, and just continuing to make copies, and it really doesn't take that long to do that. I don't think. So, making copies. So, uh, beyond beyond playing Moto, um, I did spend like last weekend, kind of like, sort of like semi-offline, because uh, uh, I was online but not on online. I was basically sitting in my living room, uh, attached to my PS4 because <laughs> uh, i i went and purchased um the last of us 2 uh and so i b- spent the weekend playing through the last of us 2 uh and got through it in a weekend so uh like took me all weekend <laughs> uh game's very long uh if anyone's interested in like thoughts and feelings on that game i did just post something uh on my twitter page uh with a link to my patreon it's free content uh but it's just basically like my thoughts and feelings on like overall in the game this is spoiler heavy though if you haven't played it so um but uh it was definitely emotional and definitely very interesting and i just felt really bad that it's getting kind of crapped on by uh people uh who don't really understand it i think (laughs) so i had i had to write something i had to put something down in words (laughs) because i was like yeah it was gnawing at me
1: yeah and that's i I don't know the game, but i I've heard talk about it and I've heard some I, I didn't I didn't really pay too much attention to what other people were saying, but I've heard some rumblings and some words about that game come up in other context about other things we like yeah. on social media. yeah. and i I get it. There's a lot going on. Joe and I have uh, addressed some of it here on the show. Uh, about things going on in the real world, and it sucks. Yeah. Um, but the, there's still this divide of people wanting to not deal with the things going on or ap- appreciate change when these things happen and impact our lives and, and companies try and change and, and, and do things to, for lack of better phrasing... Right wrongs, um, or at least do things in a better way to make sure people are included and yeah. you know to, to make the game more fun or accessible for others. Right. You know that that could that could be in a variety of forms, from price to representation to different platforms to uh, taking something that could be uh, one whole game and bring it down to two or three parts and right. release them separately. It just however people do it, it's like. Can can we just enjoy something like the the whole day for humans should be work eight hours, play eight hours, and sleep eight hours. <laughs> like can can we make it that simple? Uh, can we really break it down and make it that simple? Just 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 one day. Yeah, I, I definitely Man. couldn't
0: put it down. Uh, all all weekend, like it was definitely it caught it caught my attention. I'm a big fan of the first game. Uh, and uh, there was a lot of like commentary about like. The whole idea of like wokeness and stuff like that that was floating around on some of the Twitter threads, and I was just like, "You guys didn't play the first game then, apparently, (laughs) because like I I hate to tell you, uh, you know, you're gonna complain if you're gonna complain about the main character being an openly gay, you know, woman. uh, You didn't play the first game because she was always been that way." So I hate to tell you, like it's not, but uh, yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting game. It's very, very gritty, very dark, very violent, um, and that's kind of the point. Um, oh, so it's the '90s. It's we'll see. Like I, I will admit, like the one thing that really got to me, and and I, and it's an odd thing to be consider to consider, but. Um, honestly, the one thing that really got to me in the game is the fact that, uh, you are kind of forced into positions where you have to kill dogs, uh, because they're attacking you and they're attack dogs. I mean, and they're tracking your scent and stuff, like right. that. but the way that they handle the dogs in the game in terms of like how the, the, the enemy characters refer to them, you know, they're talking to them like they're just, like, they're dogs. Like, they're, like, you know, okay, come on, girl, you know, and, like, calling them by name, and, and, like, the dogs whimper and stuff. Like, and you're just like, oh, my God, I feel so bad about my life right now. Why am I doing this? Like, this is very right. uncomfortable for me. <laughs> well, uh, it's
1: like that, um, it's like the Red Wedding episode in uh, Game of Thrones.
0: Yeah, yeah. Where
1: they they uh, killed the dire wolf. Right. But you didn't see it because they knew that the audience would be like, oh, man, they... They, they
0: killed a dog. They killed a pet. Yeah. It, it's um, meant to make you feel, and, and, and they do evoke that, you know, emotion yeah. in you. You're definitely meant to be, feel uncomfortable about it. And, yeah. yeah. And, but, you know, it's, you know, again, you know, you're in a, a society, a world where, you know, society is broken down. You know, you're under attack. Like, you're trying to survive. You're going to do what you need to do to live. But at the same time, you're like, oh, my God, like, why? Why? You know, I could deal with this if it wasn't for the dogs, like, basically is what it boils down to. Man, I, Everything else is I, fine, oh. but not the dogs. Yeah,
1: con- console games have changed a lot since I last played them. I haven't played anything since uh, PlayStation 1 morphed to PlayStation 2, and I'm like, all right, I'm done with these. I'm going to the PC games eventually. So, but no, it's cool that you're finding something uh, outside of magic. Yeah, that you're that you're enjoying, and that you at least enjoyed for a bit to sit down and go through the entirety of the game. So now, now you can kind of at at least have a sense of accomplishment. Something that the people who create the game want players
0: to do. It's like here, go through our story. There's a lot to unpack, too. Like it's, it, oh, again, I'm sure. Again, it's very emotionally charged. Uh, and so, like, my wife's playing back through it. She sat and she watched me play it the whole the whole thing anyway, so she knows what to expect. But she's, like, playing through it herself because she wants to play through it. And um, But even then, she's just like, man, like, the amount of detail they put into this, like, is just incredible because of all the little things that you wouldn't even think that you would have to put into a game like this. And... Uh, all the little story things and what this means and what that means, and I was just like, yeah, like it's there's a lot to unpack because, uh, like I said, it, there, it again, it's very violent, but it's also about like the cycle of like revenge, and it's a revenge story, like basically is what it boils down to. Uh, so the the whole adage of you know when you when you embark on a quest for revenge, dig two graves is, like, super applicable to the, whole, the entire story. Uh, and it's just... It's really super interesting, honestly. I I, I fell in love with it because they did the characters well. And, uh, like, there's... The, the gameplay itself is pretty much about the same as the first game. Uh, so there's, you know, with, that, with the added understanding of, like, things like having dogs uh, that will track you by scent. And then, right. like... The AI is a little bit better about uh flanking you and and actually trying to like cor- put you into a corner and uh. stuff like that uh but the, and then again like all the infected encounters are just like super uh, like kind of tedious in a sense like they were in the first game <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so like anytime you come across a, a area where there's a bunch of infected, you're just like, Oh my God, I got to get through this now because I just hate everything about it. Um, cause I, I don't know you know, like context or whatever, like the, there's this whole like concept of like, uh, kind of like a, it's kind of like a zombie game in a sense. Okay. Uh, so like, uh, the, there's a virus slash, um, pathogen called, uh, that's based off of a fungus. Uh, called the Cordyceps, that turns people into, like, crazy-looking zombies and stuff. And Mm. so they call them the Infected. And every time there's an Infected encounter, like, in the game, like, when you're going through, like, abandoned buildings and stuff, where they're hiding out and stuff, you're just like, oh, God, I I gotta get through this now. Because it's just, it's really, really awful. You die a lot in those sections. So... There is one, though, that I will admit was the most fun, and I won't spoil that for anybody. You just have to play the game to figure that one out. It's okay. it's insane.
1: Well, do you know so. where else you can die
0: a lot, Joe? Huh? Magic. And Magic the Gathering with Jumpstart. You can, yes. <laughs> Let's talk about some magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Because, yeah. Um, yeah, like PS4 coming out with a hit game right before they make PS5.
0: Mm. Great
1: marketing tact. Um, But, yeah, we got... So we talked about Corset 2021 last week. Yeah. And now we're talking about Jumpstart. But really, what
0: what the hell is Jumpstart? It, so Jumpstart is this, like, product where it's a bunch of, like, miniature, like, packs and decks and stuff like that. Like, if the packs are themed, but you aren't going to know what is in the pack until you open it, what the theme of the pack is. Uh, and then, so, of course, what you're what you're supposed to do with it is, like, you're supposed to buy, like a couple different packs, uh, and, like, you're supposed to buy, like, two packs or whatever, and mash them together, and you have a deck. Is basically mm, what it boils down It's kind of like a Booster Wars kind of thing, but each pack has, like, 20 cards. It's like um, your,
1: your already made, sealed, limited deck by just shuffling two decks together.
0: Right, yeah. Pretty much. And, huh. like, each deck, like I said, each deck will be, like, Each pack will be, like, themed around a specific type of theme. So, like, you know, you might have a theme around dogs, for instance. Okay. So everything in the pack is going to be themed around dogs. Uh, There's a theme around um, just green, like, predatory stuff. There's a theme around Phyrexians. There's a theme around, you know, it's just all sorts of. Uh, crazy themes. Pirates is, I think, one of the themes. Arr. Yeah, so and so it's just like, there's all this stuff going on, but then at the same... And there's a ton of reprints. Uh, but at the same time, there's also um, a bu- couple new cards. Like, a bunch of new cards, too. And there's like, like 37 new cards uh, that you have uh, that are not standard legal not pioneer legal not modern legal uh but are legal in all the eternal formats uh and then also like a bunch of stuff's gonna be added to historic uh now there's like 20 cards that they said already are not going to be added to historic that they're going to replace them with something else either due to technical difficulties or something like that gameplay power concerns. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I will say that lightning bolt is on that list, and I'm really upset about that. So, <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, I I wonder because uh, I mean they're making this set, and it's not even going to be modern legal. Um, I wonder what the key to forging this type of set was. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm really maybe we should ask someone from Wizards where this radical idea has come from.
0: Yeah, this one's interesting. I mean, it's neat. I, I have to admit uh there so looking at this article here there are there are 46 themes uh across um the the packs so basically it's there's 121 uh like at least 121 different variations of being able to up uh, between two packs like that you could build which is just interesting so uh and it even lists like all the all the different packs and stuff like that, and what it might have in it and stuff like that. So. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. And I do love how you just completely blow past my jokes. I, I really appreciate that. <laughs> so yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, yeah, no. Like like there are there are quite a few new cards in here, and, and and we'll we'll talk about some stuff, and we'll go through the uh the twenty card list of cards wow. that are in paper for Jumpstart, but not on Arena available in historic which it's is,
0: also uh, worth uh, noting too uh that uh you will hate this set because uh, there's no foils in the set
1: uh yeah yeah you can't get these the cards that are in here uh there are no foils in the packs yeah. but you know what that's okay i mean with the number of reprints in here if they're gonna do all these reprints yeah. But these cards can't be foiled because it's not like a traditional booster pack Right. that's fine because those reprints have reduced the price of the original set pack foil right, right. which that's my jam so right. yeah yeah Joe I, I'm sure there are some cards that you have not written about in any articles you've written about that you want to talk about here uh, I don't believe slash, so. slash sarcasm <laughs> uh, so yeah no, let, let, let's so. go and get started Joe uh, go ahead and, and hit the viewers with this very uh, interesting. First card that you want to talk about?
0: So, um, the card that I wanted to talk about, um, uh, is this. Um, well, there's a couple cards I had on my list. Uh, the first one I wanted to talk about is Allosaurus Shepherd card. Uh, so this is a mythic. Uh, cost one green. Uh, and it's basically a really dumb uh elf card <laughs> it's the best way i can explain this card uh so it's a it's a one one it can't be countered uh so the and it also says uh green spells you control can't be countered and you can pay four green green and until end of turn each elf creature you control has base power and toughness five five and becomes a dinosaur in addition to its other creature types but really the big important thing is the first two abilities <laughs> Yeah.
1: So. It's like I,
0: I, I have never wanted to
1: add sound bites to this show <laughs> until this card. Oh. Like boy. like when I when I read this, like the print the uh clip of Princess Leia in A New Hope where they uh got the location of the base from but we're gonna blow up Alderaan anyway, where she's like, What? Just that that gift just kept running over in my mind. I couldn't, cannot believe they printed this card, knowing damn well that now like Chalice of the Void, which is one of the key cards in Legacy to keep things under control, has now been completely invalidated. People can now go oh, Veil Summer. It's not countered. Uh, Oko, uh can't can't counter it. Can't whatever. It's like why, why, uh, why does green need to be this good?
0: Well, see, the problem with this card is, is I don't actually think it sees play in any of those decks that play Oko and Vale Summer, though. Uh, uh,
1: I, I hope not. Because
0: it is kind of fragile. However, uh, it will definitely see play in the relevant creature type that it is in Elves. Uh, oh, yeah. Because it will drastically improve. Oh, it's not even about natural order. That's not even what you care about. With chalice yeah. matchups you care about glimpse of nature not having access to glimpse of nature oh yeah, yeah, rough yeah sometimes because they chalice you on one well it means Alice horse Shepper says well I'm gonna say no to that I'm also gonna say no that not that I don't need to absolutely have uh cavernous souls to push through creatures right uh, so I mean the deck
1: will probably still play one or two anyway Oh, you're still gonna play just for their souls. other elves. you're still gonna play cavernous yeah. souls.
0: But, uh, and then, like, it also says, you can also green sun for this. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'll, and not only that, if, for whatever reason, if you need to use the, the third ability, is a solid back <laughs> plan works really well with, uh, Gaius Cradle. Like, <laughs> you can just be like, I want to make all my stuff five-fives and just smack you in the face.
1: Right, uh, make them five-fives and then get Crater Hoof Behemoth. Ooh, ooh.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of dumb. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, so I I think this card is gonna be really good. The problem I have, so and it may see play in Maverick too. I can maybe see it see play there too as like a sideboard card or something like that for Chalice matchups. Uh, you know yeah. that might be the best place for it as well. Like it's really it's a it's a Chalice card. Is really what it is. Uh, oh, yeah. That's where you care about it the most is a is a Chalice card because uh, you're not gonna play this against Delver most likely. Uh, Delver's just gonna bolt it and then they're going to, you know, uh, counter your shit anyways. So, like, oh, man. They what, they don't care. What,
1: <laughs> what if you played this card and then, like, played a card that changed the name of a color? So that way you can make it, like, my
0: blue spells <laughs> can't be kind of... Magical hack. Yeah, why not? Uh, yeah, I mean, or, like, painter servant named Green. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Allosaurus Shepard's oh, yeah. Painter's Servant. We broke it. There we go.
1: Because Grindstone is one carlos mana, right? Yes. Oh lord. There it is. You broke it. You did. I, it, I, I, suspe-
0: I suspect that Grindstone Painter deck's issue isn't Chalice of the Void, though. Uh, Are you sure? No, because Goblin Engineer exists. <laughs> oh. So, like, that deck, those decks can just use Goblin Engineer to fetch the other half of the combo and then they can they can put grindstone into play uh, and then pay, uh switch it for painter servant when they go to do their activation or whatever. So I, I don't think once, it's probably Once any Upon good a Time
1: or... Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah, like once upon a time is uncounterable with this.
0: Uh yeah. Yeah. I mean an elves plays once upon a time. So yeah, like, you should be, at least, uh, if you're going to play Elves. Like, it, it's kind of required at this point. Uh, so, I, I, I think the only thing that's going to make this uh, just sort of semi-awkward with Elves is that Elves is already a deck that doesn't have a lot of players on it. And that's because Elves is, like, the most galaxy brain deck in the entire Legacy format. Like it is literally the hardest deck to play in the entire legacy format. Like it is insanely difficult to play well. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's. I just literally just subscribe to anything that uh, Newton Hang says about the deck because he's just like really good with the deck. Uh, but like, yeah, like it's it's really really difficult to play well and to really understand well. And I think that will probably keep people from playing it. But I think the deck is practically going to be tier zero. Uh, but it's gonna it's the tier zero deck that people are gonna have problems playing because it's so hard like there's just so many like micro lines within the deck that are just so hard to find that you're just kind of like okay what do i do now like you get this stuck in this position where you're like okay i did this i did this and this and this what do i do now and then you're just like uh like i think it's even harder than doomsday now because doomsday is like way easy now uh, and it's just because Doomsday got easy because Thassa's Oracle exists. Yeah. So
1: I kind of wonder if like the Delver decks maybe incorporate, uh, if they haven't already, uh, Punishing Fire, just as a way to deal with this and have no. access to green for some uncounterable stuff.
0: Because uh, I mean, you the Delver decks are already would already like I said, you're not gonna. This is a sideboard card. Oh wait a minute.
1: Yeah, I was. Thinking the wrong way there. Yeah. But use use Punishing Fire to deal with this and maybe have green for other things. I don't, whatever. I don't know. But still, like, just seeing it that it's a 1-1 and there's no quote-unquote elf lords uh, in Legacy like there are in Modern and,
0: no, and I guess, even can just, Pioneer or whatever. You can deal but, with this card by just bolting it.
1: Yeah. So. yeah but, but, yeah, just, just having, like, access to an additional or repeatable bolt. Uh, sometimes yeah, the that like
0: uh, the it, problem with that in 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 Delver decks is that like the life yeah. gain offsets your clock.
1: Uh, it does, I yeah, guess, a little bit. Yeah. But with if Elves is going to be tier zero, uh, and and you're at least playing some blue cards like Days, Force of Will, things like that. Then, you know, you want to be able to counter their big payoffs.
0: Like the problem is, is like again, like you're not playing this card against Delver not really uh, like you're you're not really going to play this card against because you're cutting you're likely going to cut like things like natural order I guess, oh you're and...
1: thinking this comes in from the
0: elf sideboard yeah yeah it's like oh this is sideboard card like it's definitely a sideboard i was saying card. this is like chalice matchups yeah like that's the biggest thing i think it's gonna make this deck better against chalice decks uh which is one of its biggest like prey Uh, You know, its biggest predator because, you know, Chalice on one is really awful for this deck. Uh, And so, like, but Delver, now Delver can deal with this card. Uh, Yeah, they can't counter it, but they can remove it when it comes down. Now, like, you can semi attempt to protect this card if you can get down this card in a reasonable fashion and get down Wirewood Symbiote. Uh, and that, oh, yeah, yeah. that can the, the help bounce you it, like yeah. protect this card and bounce it, mm-hmm. but at mm-hmm. the same time, like it's like if they have if they force you to bounce it in a critical position, yeah, uh, then you have to bounce it, and doesn't matter what you do, you're gonna lose your your uncounterable, you know, functionality. Yeah. So if you go to natural order against them and you've got this in play, and then response they bolt your guy, you know, well, you're like oh. I I guess I have a wirewood symbiote, but if I bounce it, it doesn't matter. They're gonna force a little my or force a negation my uh, my natural order, anyways. So that's the only awkward thing about the card, and that's why I don't foresee it actually being good against Delver. Like they have just so many ways of like dealing with it, and honestly, you're kind of already okay against Delver without this card. So it's it's a decent matchup, anyways. Uh, How
1: yeah. does uh Old Drowsy stompy deal with this though? Doesn't. That's
0: the thing. <laughs> like, that's the real thing is they, well, they can if they have bring in like dismember and they bring in like spatial contortion, they can deal they can deal with or, it. Out or, of the or warping whale or... or warping whale, yeah, or something like that. But they have to have those cards. Yeah. Uh, and they have to have drawn those cards which that deck doesn't really draw cards anyways. Um, you know, it has once upon a time now, but then yeah. it's really for creatures and lands. It's for consistency. It's not for, you know, drawing yeah, it's not... one of like sorcery or instant, you know, cards that actually yeah. do something. It's not um, ancient strings. Yeah. So like yeah. probably dismember, uh, is probably the best way to get rid of this thing, but like they're going to go chalice on one and you're going to go turn one this and they're going to be like, Ooh, Ooh. Yeah, and then and then it's going to be like, well, I guess I probably will lose because uh, they can attempt to, like, thought not see you or get, you know, something into play, but you're probably going to have a lot more action uh, in it. If you can resolve a glimpse, especially, like, you're just going to be, like, fine. You're, you're going to be able to kill them, like, turn two or turn three, which is a lot faster than they can deal with, typically. So... Yeah, I, I think this is really good against the Chalice decks, mainly. Like, uh, this, is, this is probably the best thing against Chalice decks. Um, Blast Zone is also another card that gets rid of this card. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's so, in uh, Eldrazi Stompy. Yeah. Okay. So, like, All Eldrazi Post and, like, the Stompy uh, Blast Zone is also another really good card that gets rid of this card. So, so yeah. So, I think, I think there's answers, but you have to have those answers. Uh, and, like... The problem with that is that you know, obviously, elves plays kind of like a cantrip suite with by having green sun zenith, and so they can green sun zenith for this, and then they're like, oh, okay, we're good. Uh, so that's the that's the big problem with it. But I, I I do like the card a lot. I think it's really neat. Uh, it's definitely powerful. Uh, whether or not it really does anything is going to be interesting, but I think it will do something. So.
1: Yeah, they can force you to use your answers on uh, other cards that are taking priority, uh, and they're like, "All right, sweet. So you're probably out of removal, green sun for this. Go off a little bit, play my Wencon and you lose."
0: Right. Whether or not you know that's you know Craterhoof or you know like Archon of Balor's Reach or you know, because um, that's like the other main deck uh, natural order target now. Because uh, that card's just absolutely absurd. With this, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a good card. I, I think it's just going to be, it's going to be fine. Uh, I don't think it's going to be, I don't think, I, I, I definitely think, like, it's going to make elves, like, uh, and I joke, like, it's going to be tier zero. Like, it's going to be a really strong deck, but I think what's going to hold it back is the fact that there are a lot of people that just don't know how to play it. Uh, and that's, and it's, and that's just because it, it's difficulty of play uh, kind of puts people off of it. Uh, cause you, you can be on this deck and go, man, this deck feels gross. And then you're like playing a couple more games. You're like, oh, why am I losing? I don't understand this. Like it's, I don't understand what I'm supposed to be doing here. And this and it's just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of play. You have to play the deck a lot to really understand it or talk to somebody that really knows the deck really well. Um, so. And,
1: and see folks when. When Joe's wrong and there are elf players everywhere as far as the eye can see, you can totally you can totally dump on him on Twitter at VolrathXP on Twitter. So get at it. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Nah, that, that, <laughs>
0: what's what's going to be around? I hit my microphone. What's going to be around uh, is um, goblins. <laughs> goblins. Soon as, goblins? Get, Again? soon as they get soon as uh, they get Snoop fixed, goblins is going to be dumb. So, but the card yeah. is already stupid. So. Uh, but our next card to talk about is a goblin so and this is the the like best goblin lackey hit ever uh but it sucks to cast uh so it's a uh, muxus goblin grandee or grande uh if you don't get the joke um grande is a great anagram for grenade so goblin grenade. <laughs> Uh, but it's a uh, four and a double red legendary creature, Goblin Noble. I love that they're using Noble now in creature types. I think it's great. Uh, but uh, So when Muxus uh, enters the battlefield, you reveal the top six cards of your library. You put all Goblin creature cards with converted mana cost five or less from among them onto the battlefield, and the rest on the bottom of your library on a random order. And whenever he attacks, you gets plus one plus one until end on a turn for each other. You can go out Goblin you control and say four four. Uh, So the fact that it costs six alone is kind of, like, uh, eh, okay. But this is, like, literally, like, the best card you could ever put into play off of a Goblin Lackey Trigger. (laughs) Because it's going to probably get five to six creatures, maybe. And especially if, like, two of those creatures are Conspicuous Snoop and Boggart Harbinger. (laughs) You're just like, ah, you just spew my combo into play let's go off next turn and win the game Whee. so uh it makes goblin lackey scary again uh i think but it's only gonna be like if if they're gonna play it and i think um goblin lackey one uh eli goings uh was probably gonna be playing around with this card i'm pretty sure i think it's probably just at least a one of uh because it's a tutorable card like you just want to, you want to pick it up with Goblin Matron or something like that. And that, and that's fine. Because like, if you're going to put it into playoff Goblin Lackey, you're just like, look, here's this dumb card that puts all those things. Funny enough, it's also really hilarious that um, if you notice like in this card, uh, it does say uh, Convert-A-Man costs five or less, so you can't get another. So it doesn't incentivize you not to run more than one because you can't get more than one. Because uh, you can't just, like, chain them. Uh, because it won't get another Muxus, because he costs six. So, I and also... be sweet
1: to put in... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I also read somewhere that in lore-wise, Muxus is not one single goblin. <laughs> it is all five of them in the artwork, and they all take turns.
1: <laughs> oh! Yep, because the, uh, the four goblins underneath carrying him.
0: Yes, there are four goblins underneath carrying him, and one on top... And basically what they do is they roll a six-sided die, and whoever, whenever it lands on, it gets to be the leader, Muxus, for the day. And if it lands on six, they all take the day off. (laughs) And I was like, wait, wait, that's hilarious. That's so
1: Goblin. Can I do that every morning before I clock in? Oh, I rolled a six, I'm taking the day off. (laughs) Right. But no, what, what's great about this, at least the first thing that I'm noticing, right, of all this text about finding goblins, putting them into play, take a guess what goblin I'm thinking of that I would want to put into play with this. Uh, that's one. Well, that'd be interesting, because you play Kiki Jiki, tap it, copy this, go get more goblins. But that's not what I'm thinking of. Why? Oh, alright. Well you, you play something that removes legendary. No. Um I'm thinking of Siege Gang Commander.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh Sling Lieutenant is also really good to put into play. Uh because so, that card is actually just like a win condition now in Goblins. Um you actually have like a legitimate um like way to like close games out, uh with Sling Gang Lieutenant now because uh, that card is just absolutely absurd so for those that don't know what Sling Gang lieutenant does it makes two one one goblins when it comes into play but you could sack a goblin and uh drain your opponent for one uh and that's just like you could have like you could deploy like mogwar marshals into play and then like sack your mogwar marshal to Sling Gang, and then like make a token another token and then like you have you can present lethal to your opponents just by having creatures in play
1: Yep. don't even have to attack. You can just...
0: Right. Sack yeah. these creatures. Yeah. So, it's it's a pretty cool card. Uh, but uh, it's it's made goblins much more of a uh, a threat in that regards. Mm-hmm. So... But, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Siege Gang Commander would be pretty cool. Yeah. Because, yeah, you can get that and you can get all the other stuff in the deck. Like, Goblin leader. So... Goblins are just cool. fun. So is that it? Just those two cards? They're just fun. We talk about goblins. How about we talk about pirates? But pirates? Pirates. 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 Okay. I actually don't think I'm gonna do that at all. We'll see. <laughs> They're just gonna leave it and let it let it sit. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, uh, so there's one pirate, in the, and of course, you know, we're joking about you know pirates and. Popeye, Stompy, and stuff like that in Legacy. And so there's Corsair Captain, which is a, a pirate lord. Uh, and it makes a treasure token because pirates. So, uh, But then, like, the only other thing I wanted to mention in this set, uh, too, is that there's a cool set of uh, common tap lands that I think are really nice. Uh, and they're going to be great for um, popper. That's the only thing that makes me upset that there's no foils in this set because I would love to get these for my Popper Cube, but there's no foils. Oh yeah, your so, Popper Cube forgot yeah, about that. So I'm like, well, because mm, these are really nice. They're the Thriving Lands, and they all have like a central color, uh, like for each color. But then, like when they enter the battlefield, you choose another color other than the color that this is the main color of the land. And um, you can add one either the main color or the chosen color, uh, which is really cool. I think that's really going to be neat for Popper, for sure. I haven't played Popper in a long time. Yeah, so I, I like the I design
1: of those lands because, like we talked about uh, in the pre-show a little bit, um, when b- drafting or building a limited deck, usually, especially in the core set, you're usually two color deck so these type of lands kind of want to push you in that direction anyway like um, even if one of these lands is your secondary like if you for whatever reason if you got two decks and you wanted to put a third color in for whatever reason like these could help out if like one of them is your splash color but I th- thinking about these packs or whatever I don't think that they're that there's a possibility of having three colors there might be I don't know but still I think they're designed a way to have only two colors yeah so the these will work just fine with that that type of strategy or build like one of your packs may be all planes for as far as your lands and the other pack might be your goblin pack and have the thriving bluff in it which is the one that taps for red or you name another color other than red so you name white now you got a, a dual land. Uh granted, it comes into play tapped. Uh, but yeah, these are common, so these will be available for 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 palper. Uh, I, I think
0: it's fine though so, for like the format that of the jumpstart format though because the games are probably gonna be kind of limited like anyways. Like they're gonna be kind of like a limited game, you know. So like those games are generally a little slower. So it's gonna be fine. I mean, there's Terramorphic Expanse you know, in, in this set. So, uh, you know, that kind of tells you the point of how things are going to look uh, from a gameplay standpoint. they are not going balls-to-the-wall nuts in most of these games. You're just going to be playing a normal game of Magic. Oh, yeah. you're. This is
1: actually... I think this is probably the best product as far as just overall product the best product that Wizards of the Coast has ever produced. It's, it's, it's crazy to think that, but, you know, just you're, you're take, you're me and you could go buy two packs each, sit down, play a game, deconstruct our decks, pick different packs than what we had, play another game, have a completely different play experience. Like, just getting that out of this game, that's kind
0: of awesome. Yeah, it's pretty neat. I think it's kind of a cool set. Um, what cards did you want to talk about for this set? Well, I don't
1: have a lot of cards. I have a couple points I wanna, I'll bring up here uh, as well. But one of the cards... That kind of caught my eye, especially with uh, what they did in Corset 2021, making Mill a keyword, is Bruvac the Grand Eloquent. I think I said that right. I'm, I actually had to double check a couple times to see if I spelled it right when I put it in the show notes. Um, it, it costs two colorless and a blue. Is a legendary creature human advisor. So now you have Advisor Tribal for your EDH deck if you want to. Um, if an opponent would mill one or more cards, they mill twice that many cards instead. So if you have an effect that causes them to mill two cards, they will mill four. If you have an effect that causes them to mill half their deck, they mill the other half of their deck. Um, so and that's where a lot of this, a uh, lot of love for this card is right now. It's a one four, so it's going to be hard to deal with in regards to the damage. The flavor text has, quote, dot, 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 and furthermore, dot, 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 end quote. <laughs> like, it's kind of awesome. Yeah. Um, Granted, it's mono blue, so a lot of your mill effects are going to be traumatized. Uh, millstones, uh, uh, Sphinx's Tutelage, right. uh, Jace Memory Adept. Yeah. Oof. So there, there's going to be a mono blue commander deck out there for this um wasn't there an advisor creature type in one of the Ravnica sets uh, where you can play any number per, of those persistent, cards or something?
0: Persistent Partitioners yeah, yeah so that's a, probably a thing as well <laughs> yeah it, it seems like a neat card uh yeah I like the lore of this card too uh, cause uh, I was reading like the, the jumpstart lore uh stuff mm-hmm. and um let me uh
1: Good lord! Yeah, per, per, persistent petitioners. One in a blue, uh, one three human advisor. Forget about anything else on this, right? You could tap four untapped advisors. You control target player puts the top twelve cards. Yeah,
0: it's uh <sighs> as a judge of the Azorius Senate, uh, Brubach is expected to have a comprehensive knowledge of Ravnican law and bureaucracy. Not only has Bruvac exceeded that expedition No one could argue that he has weaponized it (laughs) So To slip a loophole past Bruvac Is an Azoria saying that means To do the impossible (laughs) So Yeah, that's kind of interesting But uh, yeah, it's a neat card Uh, It's also worth noting That uh, it it also It really does just say your opponent Uh, And I think Mm. that's probably A good thing, uh, because if it said a player or, you know, anybody, if it was symmetrical, uh, you could use it with, like, Dredge. Uh, you could use it Oof. with, like, uh, self-mill cards, like, uh, you know, Dream Twist and, like, all those kind of stupid stuff. And you could build a really stupid self-mill deck out of right. it. Uh, however, I, that also kind of makes me wish that it was symmetrical because that sounds sweet. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of these uh, asymmetrical effects. Uh, that don't affect you, too, but because uh, there should be a a downside to playing this card. like The downside should be, like, oh, I'm, I'm so focused on the law that I missed, like, the little things that slip past me, and that little thing that slip past me is if my opponent mills me instead, then I have to take the Brawn of being milled for twice. And that makes it more interesting to me, but whatever that's true you know yeah (laughs) so this card
1: this card will also cause those to cry for the end of the hybrid mana rule in uh commander where they want they'll want to play their ashiok dream renders which are hybrid black blue mana uh, from war of the spark they'll want to play them in here so like ashiok will mill you for eight or whatever right and it's like
0: (sighs) yeah can't do that
1: yeah, it's like, you have enough mill, you don't need that eye shock. Right, um, yeah. So, yeah, I, ex- I expect the salt to flow. Um, The next one is the one everybody's kind of gone crazy about. And to be honest, I got some D&D vibes with this. Yeah. This is Tiny I, I... Bones Trinket Thief.
0: Yeah, the card's really neat.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's a legendary creature skeleton rogue. Uh, the rogue part's going to be important. Uh Tiny Bone and of Thief is 1 and a black. It's a 1-2, uh, as most skeletons usually are. at uh, the beginning of each end step. If an opponent discard a card this turn, you draw a card and you lose 1 life. So life is a resource, totally a black thing. Uh, 4, 2 black. Each opponent with no cards in hand loses 10 life. Pretty big in Commander. And this, card, this card's actually caused other older cards... Uh, to start spiking in price due to interest in commander. Cards that would be like uh, pay one instead of you drawing uh, opponent's discard, or effects like that to where if your opponent's discarding in some manner, you're drawing cards at the end step uh, because you're causing them to discard throughout the course of your turn or, or whatever the case may be. So keep an eye on some of those cards, especially if they're in your collection. Um, but what what I saw of this like, that's like, it's like a little kid skeleton. Like, yeah, that's kind of frightening. Like, I, I wonder what the D and D stats would be on that. Like, can I just instead of like, someone opens a door in a dungeon and a skeleton comes out to attack him, imagine like, an ankle biter size skeleton right? coming at like, that that would be kind of fun neat interesting and see how like a character would react because it's not uh or how the player would react i should say it's it's not your atypical skeleton it's right. a, a little one so i thought that was kind of neat so good job wizards on getting us something there I, uh i
0: believe that is jason rainville did the art on that so that's kind of awesome too yeah i i will admit too the um this one also had a lore blurb as well and it's really adorable and it kind of cracks me up. Uh, and it's uh, kinda, it also tells you exactly where uh, Tiny Bones is from. Uh, so t- Tiny Bones is from Urborg, uh, which is kind of cool. Uh, but it's uh, Tiny Bones doesn't enjoy stealing. Tiny Bones doesn't enjoy hurting the people of Urborg. Tiny Bones isn't in it for the adrenaline. Tiny Bones doesn't even have an adrenal gland. No, Tiny Bones steals because Tiny Bones has a tiny family to feed. And they have a giant appetite. Sad skull, sad skeletons. <laughs> he just wants food for his family. That's a bunch of skeletons. What what I do like about
1: this is not only does it give you uh, skeleton tribal in commander, but also rogue tribal. So you can get your Unas prowlers, um, your your bitter blossom tokens. Heck yeah man it, it's uh, it's pretty awesome
0: yeah uh, um, we're having some technical difficulties tonight if people realize it but it's fine we'll work we're working through it uh, yeah
1: Joe's gonna have some fun editing all, all the I'm, audio
0: um, I may just leave it unedited and just deal with it and just put it out there and say whatever <laughs> yeah so
1: if we're if we're talking over each other a lot it's because like these issues but um speak, speaking of issues um One of the issues that uh, many Magic players have had uh, over recent years in regards to releasing sets is lack of reprints. This is not one of those sets. Holy cow, all the reprints. So we're talking like... Granted, Baneslayer Angel's in this, and she's also an M21. But still, you also get cards like... um, They're not in alphabetical order on here, which is really weird. But you get Archon of Justice. uh, You get... Uh, I'm I'm scrolling through these pretty slowly, so that's my fault. Uh, Isamaru, yeah, there it is. Isamaru, Hound, or should I say Dog of Kanda, uh, is on here. Uh, Core Spirit Dancer, Linvala, Keeper of Silence, Path to Exile, and this is just the white cards. Like, in black, uh, or I'm sorry, not in black, but in red, you get Ball Lightning, Chain Lightning, Lightning Bolt, i um, trying to see if there are any other sweet red cards. Oh, yeah, Rise of the Dark Realms is in here. Um, oh, wasn't there something in green that was huge, too? Hold on, where to go? Well, there's Elvish should, so we'll have an Elf Lord for Historic. Yeah, buddy. That's going to be awesome. Um, oh, yeah, Oracle of Maldaya has finally been reprinted. Is in Jumpstart, so you could randomly, if it's in the the green pack order that you that you've chosen as your part of your deck or whatever, uh, you get an Oracle Moldai. That card's pretty expensive, and a Beyond Historic, along with all the other green ramp spells that Wizards of the Coast has printed in the last two years, like Growth Spiral and Uro. and Azusa and on and on and on and on and on. But, no, it, like, just the reprint quality in this set is pretty awesome. Uh, and uh, if, for whatever reason, they do Jumpstart 2.0 and power down the reprints, it's like, come on now. Like, this set doesn't even have, to, to my last point here, there are no planeswalkers here. They did it. They developed a set to play in a limited environment and, and to have for casual kitchen table fans on stuff, there's not a single planeswalker in it. They did it. So you can't tell me that every set has to have a planeswalker. Like, can you imagine if we had a core set, just regular booster packs and no planeswalkers?
0: Yeah. I would be down odd. with that. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, the one I saw that I really liked to see was uh, Phyrexian Tower. That was kinda of cool to see another reprint of that.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. A lot Yep. Yeah,
0: a lot of good stuff in here,
1: yeah. Um but anyway, so that that's all for our discussion with uh Jumpstart. Joe, you wanted to talk about a very inexpensive legacy deck.
0: Go ahead, and uh, take yeah. it. Away. Yeah. Uh that was something that uh, came up this week. Uh so um The, uh, card hoarder loan program did this thing where they, they they're like, Hey, uh, we're, we're making available this like free, like five ticket, like, uh, loan program for like everybody, like on moto. Like if you want to like rent five tickets worth of cards, uh, you know, just let us know and we'll, we'll get you hooked up. So a couple of like the legacy guys who are big into, uh, this and whatnot are like, Hey, um, we're going to um, do this thing uh, where we're going to do uh, a five-ticket legacy challenge. Uh, so it was uh, Anurag Dawes and Callum Smith, uh, white faces on Twitter. Uh, we're like, hey, we're going to do this thing. Uh, we're going to put up this uh, prize or whatever uh, for it. And uh, basically all you got to do is five o with a five-ticket deck. Uh, and so, of course, like, everybody was like, oh, man. What's the best way to go about this? And like, there was like variants of burn. There was variants of like infect. All sorts of stuff going around. Uh, but uh, good old Tim Schultz, uh, who goes by uh, Schultz Cubed on uh, Moto, uh, did this uh, same day as the challenge was uh, issued, uh, with a deck that basically it was a sixty-card deck has no sideboard, uh, and it's this deck is insane uh and it basically won with the card treasure hunt um uh, and so it's like one boss's <laughs> oracle uh one jace Wilder of mysteries which is like the most expensive card in the deck at three tickets uh four treasure hunts uh three arch of araska uh four desert of the mindful 35 islands uh four lonely sandbar three Me- memorial to genius uh one mikakoro uh center of the sea and four mystic Sanctuary. And uh, basically, what I, as I understand, uh, Mystic Sanctuary is what makes the deck tick. Uh, basically, <laughs> is what it boils down to. So, congrats, Schultz Cube. Nice, uh, Tim Schultz. You did it. Uh, you you cracked Legacy uh, with a sideboardless five-ticket deck. Uh, so <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, there's nothing wrong with this at all. It's just great. Uh, and so. Uh, Tim had put up like 50 tickets More for like the next person that did it I don't think anybody's done it yet uh, I haven't checked in a little bit But I don't think anybody's done Done it yet so uh, But uh, yeah that's really all we had this week uh, we having some weird issues this week But uh, we'll muscle through it uh, We may have to Seek out a different medium Of communication that isn't discord uh, Apparently it seems to just not Want to like us tonight I don't know what it is uh, yeah, but uh, we'll figure it out uh, for next week and figure something out uh, but usually it's not this bad but it has been kind of bad tonight I don't know why
1: yeah so. if you have reached this point in the podcast you're awesome thanks for sticking with us through all this right? um, yeah because usually when Joe and I talk like one of us will be going and we can kind of see through body language and stuff the others trying to get a word in edgewise yeah and we'll, we'll kind of talk over each other kind of in person or even just talking. <laughs> but yeah. Th- this is, uh, um, this is kind of taking taking a turn. So yeah. we'll, we'll figure it out. I mean, Hey, we, we, we both had the idea to do a podcast We're we're going to do it. We're, we're going to figure it out. Um, Joe has more know-how about this yeah. than me. So, um, but we'll, we'll, we'll get through it. So thank you very much for, again, for your patience. Um, and uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy listening to us ramble about magic as much as we like talking about magic.
0: Scott. Oh yeah. do you want to do the closings? <laughs> you cut out. We broke it. It's broken.
1: Joe, it's
0: so broken
1: i know right yeah it's it's broken it's broken like arkham's astrolabe it's
0: so broken you broke it by saying broken <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I did. all right i um, can't even anymore so that's so great
0: <laughs> I,
1: I know this is messed up
0: oh, um uh, yeah i've gone
1: as far as like closing all my excess windows and stuff just to make sure that there's Nothing on my end that could be causing it. Yeah. But yeah, I really think it is uh, Discord. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. Yeah. You know, we, we, I know. We, we used it because we had nowhere else when we yeah. started, so we appreciate it. Um, but, yeah, we'll look into it. But, anyway, so uh, in closing. Yeah. Scott, tell people where you're yeah. from. Exactly. That's where I was going. Good. All right, Good. So <laughs> if you can hear the sound of my voice, uh, you can find my articles every Thursday over at LegitMTG.com uh, You can also reach me on Facebook and Twitter at MTGPackFoils Joe, where can people find you and your articles?
0: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at VolRathXP, uh, you can also find uh, This Week in Legacy and Vintage 101 on MTG Goldfish uh, every Wednesday and every Friday uh, and yeah that's pretty much it. You can find the cast at the Astrolab Cast. Uh, on Twitter you can also email us at the at gmail.com uh, send us feedback uh, don't send us feedback about this episode because I'm sure it's going to come out atrociously, uh, but we'll see um, I, well, send, I, send us feedback
1: about cards you like not necessarily the audio problems we we know that already yeah <laughs> like like t- talk, talk about cards and mechanics or if you had a chance to play this when it comes out and then you want to go back and give us feedback on that or or like, hey, I played this, this. is really fun. Or wow, this is crap. Why did you guys like hype this so much? You know, whatever. Right. Just yeah. Talk talk about the magic stuff. We are aware of the technical stuff. I mean, if we weren't aware, then we wouldn't be hearing it or addressing it during the show. So yeah,
0: live things happen you know, all the time. Prof- so
1: professional podcast. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I now got to say that I'm going to mark that off my bucket list now.
0: Hey, we're only two episodes away from being a real podcast, Scott.
1: I'm a real boy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we're going to go ahead and cut it now. Uh, so thanks, guys, for what for listening. Uh, I was going to say mm-hmm. thanks, guys, for watching, but you can't see us. Uh, that's how nope. tired I am. Uh, but, yeah, so anyways, th- thanks, guys, for listening. Um, just remember, please don't ban us. Uh, we're only trying to make do with what we have. Uh, so anyways, have a great night uh and uh just don't don't be safe and don't die bye be safe